Hello, it's Dawn, and this is my podcast, Conversations. It's a variety show about real life stuff, and there's something on here for everybody. So if that sounds good to you, let's go. Hello, Kate. Hey. So welcome. And uh, today we have Kate. Kate is going to um, inspire us all, all of us that are especially in a destructive type of relationships, right? Is that what you would say? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was definitely destructive and painful at the most, the worst of it, for sure. Yeah, so so let's just go back. What happened? Where did this all start? So five years into being married, I picked up my husband's phone and saw some, not the kind of text messages you want to see when you pick up your your partner's phone and um, just some sexually explicit messages between him and someone else, which led to discovering all sorts of things over the next couple of weeks, uh, kind of staggered disclosure of events from text messaging one person, text messaging multiple people, an addiction to pornography, um, and ultimately like that he had been unfaithful while we were married and then also while we were engaged with two different oh. people. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah. What what got you to even look at his phone? I mean, it was your instinct, <laughs> your gut just telling you like something's not right. This is not something's not going the way it should be going. Um no, actually it was not <laughs> I didn't we we've talked about that. Like what were the red flags? And I mean he was really good at keeping this a secret. We, I picked up his phone because we were working together to manage an apartment complex. And so I picked it up for work purposes. He had left it in um, the apartment and I was making sure, you know, I think maybe somebody called or I had to look. I don't remember exactly yeah, what I'm it sure was, but it, was for, it wasn't to snoop. Like it wasn't, that was not my intention. I had no like uh, red flags or, I mean, I'm sure, I, I guess looking back there, may have been but we've talked about that even like especially recently and and I'm and I'm like I don't I can't think of like any red flags and he's like yeah I was really good at hiding it I mean I would I would have dreams those were the, those were the main things I would have dreams that he had been unfaithful and when I would have the dream I would ask him like straight out is there something you need to tell me you know I had these dreams and he was like no I don't know why you're having those dreams so th- that was really the only the only cue. And I had, I mean, and I would ask and we would discuss it and he would just, Oh my God. So I'm, my mind is just going crazy. So I'm thinking like (laughs) when you guys were engaged, did you say he was already cheating? Oh yeah. Yeah. He did cheat when we were engaged. So (laughs) why was he trying to even be married? He clearly likes to be okay. Well, that's probably, yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) give me a number. These are great. No, (laughs) Great questions. And like, um, it's, this is, uh, why I am doing what I'm doing now, because it's hard to understand like how somebody could do that. And even now, like with all the knowledge I have around like this kind of situation and how it can happen, I mean, and it can happen for all sorts of reasons. And for him, you know, he was really looking for like, kind of just affirmation and, um, just kind of acceptance, like I get not acceptance, but like he, he was really looking to other people for, uh, to fill like kind of an empty place to say like, you know, he's valuable and he's worthy and he's desirable. 
And um, I mean, that he would, be. he, he's, yeah, he says today, like, he's like, I wasn't ever unhappy in our marriage. Like, it wasn't like I didn't want to be with you. Like, I just uh, kind of needed that more of that from somewhere else. And so we had, I mean, our, our dating relationship wasn't, um, we broke, we, we were dating, we broke up, we got back together. It was kind of on and off. It was a little bit tumultuous. Um, but I think it was just, you know, one, a drunken mistake, uh, on his part when we were engaged and related to, you know, these issues that had been present since he was a teenager. So you guys are friends now? My husband, this is no, we're still married. Oh my gosh, you guys stayed together after all this? Yes, yeah. Oh, congratulations. That is amazing. That is amazing. I I thought for sure this was a different husband. No, uh no. Uh you would, you know, that happens for a lot of people and and for me, I didn't I mean I wasn't immediately like, "Oh, I want to stay married to this man." Um, for sure, there was a period of time where I didn't know if I wanted to be married to him. Um, but for him, I mean, like I mentioned, he he didn't cheat. As, as crazy as it sounds, he wasn't cheating because he didn't want to be married to me. Um, and so he immediately, when he got discovered, it was kind of like a the way he describes it, it was a, like a relief because he was this behavior that he didn't like that he was doing but couldn't stop it on his own and so when he when it was discovered he had the motivation now really to get rid of those behaviors and um the addictions that he had in order to save our marriage and so he was immediately like whatever i need to do to make this work i'm gonna make i'm gonna do it um and and i was like yeah i don't know about that yeah. and so we had a one-year-old and that was, um, you know, I took some time away from the marriage and, uh, and left and was surrounded by a community of support that helped take care of me and my son. Cause I really couldn't take care of us. I it's, I mean, it's the worst thing I've been through. And I was just like, not capable of living my life the way you normally would, especially when you're like me and just like overachieving and trying to get too much done in a day. And, uh, so I really had to just stop kind of, I, and I was at a place where I could just like stop everything. We were managing that apartment building together and I kind of just dumped it all on him and didn't feel bad about that at all. Right. And took care of myself and got to a place where I was ready to like figure out how I was going to be whole again, because I knew like whether I was with him or with somebody else, like I was I had bet my heart had been like shattered into a million pieces and I wanted to, you know, I did, I, I was pretty young. I was only, I think, uh, like 29 at the time, I think no, it was 2012. So yeah. And, uh, I, I didn't plan to spend the rest of my life alone at that point. And, and I was like, well, I need to figure out how to, how to get my, you know, how to heal from this. This is pretty damaging. And I'm, now what would say like it was a trauma you know and and so how am i gonna move forward from this and the whole time he was working on how to move forward and then eventually i was like okay i'm willing to give this a try because we had a one-year-old you know and that was a huge motivating factor for initially giving it a try but um yeah we're st i mean it's been 10 years since then and our marriage is definitely stronger now yeah. than than yeah what it was supposed to be um yeah, yeah, it, yeah it was not great obviously 
<laughs> well, what does gone. he think about you um, going around? I mean, I'm not saying you're airing your dirty laundry, but I clear, I uh, oh. honestly thought that you were with a different husband. So I'm thinking like, what does he think about you going around yeah. speaking on behalf of people that have been traumatized like this? Yeah. I mean, he is supportive um, at a, and he understands, you know, the reason behind it and that this is not something that people are talking about in a way that's necessarily helpful always, especially, um, you know, it just, you can feel very isolated and you can feel a lot of shame and, and that's not how you should feel when you're the, the you know, in, in the position that I was in. And, and so he understands the purpose behind what I'm doing and he's supportive of that. And, um, he does I, like, someone mentioned like he's he's like the anti-hero to my story <laughs> and, and so <laughs> he's obviously not you know he, there's days where it's harder for him but it, he puts it inside of the bigger picture that like what what I'm trying to do is to help other women who have been there so that they don't feel alone and they can come out the other side like transformed for the better and and so he he's able to see that bigger picture and he supports men on the other side of this. He's been a leader in a group uh, that he joined shortly after this um, happened with us. And now he, he's been leading men um, through these kinds of situations and in a group format for many years with an organization called 423 Communities. And so like he's he, he kind of gets it like in that sense. Gosh. So you guys are totally turning a negative into a positive, which is very admirable. Um, why do you think that is that you would be the one to feel the shame? And I'm not, not saying that your husband should be like, oh, you should be ashamed of yourself and, you know, scarlet letter and all that business. But why why is it that the person that gets cheated on feels like it's they're the ones that did something wrong or there's something wrong with them? Oh, that's such a good question. I, I mean, and it's one I've been asking myself and asking other people, uh, the more I get into this, it's like, why, why do we, why do we do this? It's so, it's hard. Right. And I think it's, you feel like maybe there was something wrong with me. Maybe I did something wrong. Um, it shouldn't be but, like that, you know, no. you were doing what you thought a married person. I mean, I assume maybe not. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but you're you're just doing the wife thing and trying to be, and you're mm -hmm. a new mom, having a one year old. Yeah. I mean, your emo your hormones are all crazy too, huh. and then yeah. thinking, what? Wait a minute, no, that's not what I signed up for. I thought we were right. doing this together. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing that I try to make sure women understand. It's like you you're doing the best you can, and and even if you're like, oh, well, I could have been nicer or I could have done whatever. It, that doesn't justify your, your the husband's choices, right? Like there's always an option to come and talk about it and try to work through it. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, may, they made a choice. It's not your choice. It's their choice. And so other people's choices, you know, we can't let those other people's choices define us. It was their choice. And, um, you know, we're unaware of it. So I think there's just like that question though, of what could I have done differently? And that, um, you know, I think a lot of women struggle with that. <clears throat> and so uh, there's also just like, this, what did I miss? And then, you know, it's just this idea that, that like, what are people going to think about me now that this happened? Um, so there's, 
you, there's just all sorts of like lies that we can start to believe about, you know, the situation that aren't really based in reality. And yeah. um, as you get to know more about this, like, I think education is super important because then you start to see like, like your question about like, well, how could, you know, like, how could someone do this? And it's like, yeah, how could somebody do this when they're saying they love you and they wanted to be married to you this whole time, but then they're going and behaving in a way that absolutely doesn't represent that. Uh, and so, I mean, and that's our story, right? Like there's all sorts of, there are other reasons, but like a lot of the times it's, it's something that's broken inside of the cheater. And then we take on that to mean like there's something broken inside of the, the person who was cheated on. And that's just like, yes, we're all broken and we all have broken pieces, but that doesn't justify the yeah. behavior at all. What, what was his um, like trigger? It was, I mean, I know that you said people wanting to be validated and all that stuff, but yeah. if he was doing this way back, like, was he tempted with people on the internet? Like, like he just get online and start talking yeah. to people or where did this start stem from? Yeah. So he would, he's done a lot of work to figure that out. And that's important. I think, uh, for the person who's been the cheater to figure out like what led to this decision and it can go way back, like when you really do the work and dig into it. And so for him, what he would say is that he was exposed to like sexual behavior at too young of an age. Like, uh, and he points back to a relationship from eighth grade and just, mm -hmm. you know, at that point, you know, you're a young kid, your hormones are going crazy. And like the, the choices he made, you know, with a girlfriend, he's like, it was just too much too soon. And so he'll say this, this is him. Uh, he, he said like sex inside of a marriage is like a fire inside of a fireplace. Like that's where it's supposed to be. That's where it's, uh, it gives off heat. It does what it's supposed to. It's beautiful. That's what it was designed for. But then when, if you take this, the sex, sex and you put it in the living room, that's like what happened when he was in eighth grade. And then now it's dangerous. It's out of control. It, it doesn't have the right parameters. You don't really understand what's going on. And so he just like had too much too soon. And then he learned a life of like lying essentially. Mm -hmm. Like when um, he was, like confronted by his his parents about something and and like they said like I don't want to see you or I don't I don't ever want to see this again or I don't and it was a note or like I don't ever want to hear about this so it was like not like let's talk about this behavior and why you shouldn't be doing this it was just like he got the message I don't want to know about this so he created this idea in his head like well if you don't know about it then it's not really happening like if nobody <laughs> knows about it then or it's not really real yeah, yeah. And so uh -huh. the, the combination of the two things, you know, trace way back to like at a situation from eighth grade. And then when you have like something like that, it just builds on itself. And so it can go from like just this like kind of flirtatious interactions with girls to like pornography addiction to texting women inappropriately to a, like to having sex with someone while you're married. And so it just kind of builds because those kind of things are like um well what i now know is like pornography and sexual things like this like they're more addicting than cocaine like the, they've done some studies to mm -hmm. like on, on the brain and like the impact of pornography specifically and it's like 
it's so hard um, because it is so addicting. And then it's like, you need more of it and you need more and you need more in order to get just like a drug, like in order to get the same kind of response. And so it just can build on itself. And Gosh. So does when th- this was all going down, like the, you find the text and it's like, oh my God, I am out of here. Clearly you had to have told your family or at least your mom or your dad, like this is, this is what's happening right now. Were they Mm -hmm. able to forgive him once you did? Were they like, okay, if she Mm -hmm. can forgive him, we can forgive him. Or has it taken a long time to build that back up? Um, Both. And um, so he, uh, when we, when this found, there was a lot of people actually that knew about what was going on with us. Um, He was sharing it with a lot of people because, like I said, he was kind of like, I'm done with this and I want people to know who I am and so that they can choose to like me for me now. And that was huge in his healing process Mm -hmm. of like letting that kind of be exposed. Um, And so and then I like I I didn't hide like I know there's a lot of women and that those women are like I, I would love for them to know more about what I'm doing now, but that do this alone. Like I I was very like forthcoming with what I was walking through. And so, yes, my whole family knew, like most of my friends knew uh, what was going on. And, um, and so I would say like most of the people were uh, willing to like forgive him in the general sense. Um, But it did take some time with like my dad and then especially one of my sisters to kind of like well, like I may forgive you, but I don't trust you. Like I'm, you, oh yeah. And, like I'm that so, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he, and so he had to rebuild trust, not just with me, but with other people that cared about me. And sure. I think that's healthy. Like I, I'm glad that there was some of that for him because it's like these choices impact. It, they impacted me, but they also do impact other people. And and so, the way he responded is is not common necessarily um the the commitment with which he pursued like healing for himself and healing for us and the lengths he was willing to go to like I'm extremely grateful for yeah 100% so do you feel that besides I don't know if you've gone to therapy and that's besides Mm -hmm. the point do you feel like this is part of therapy for you like therapy you've almost created for yourself by going out and helping other people and talking and telling your story does it help every time you do it and make you feel better um at this point like what I'm I I think I'm at a place where I just want my story to be heard so that other people can have something with which to like say, oh, this is like normal. I'm not alone. I want people to really be positively impacted by it. And so, Mm -hmm. um, but there's definitely an element of like, now that I'm leading a community, like I'm, I'm learning more and more about this and I can look back at my own story and be like, oh, that's, you know, that makes so much more sense now. Like, or that's, I can like label the emotions or label the situation with like a bigger context. And so it's really helpful to kind of just branch out my understanding. I feel like it definitely continues to like help me heal. Um, but I would, I entered into this, like from a place where I, I felt like, like I, I am doing it more to help other people. And then I've all, I've been able to grow and learn and definitely like helps me be, a um, you know, a better, more healed person for sure. (laughs) Uh, so Oh, that's, that's awesome. Kind of, All right. So yeah, let's talk about that. So what is your, your group and what exactly does it involve? 
So, um, 10, like 10 years from the day of when I learned that he had had sex with someone else, I launched this community called the journey beyond betrayal. And it's for women who are walking through that same pain and have learned that their husband was unfaithful, you know, whether that's just like pornography, whether it's text messaging, strip clubs, like if you, you know, like that betrayal that your husband has been unfaithful, like if, if he's at, like cheated on you sexually, emotionally, all of that. Uh, and so it's a place where women can come and, and be with other women who get that and be with other women <clears throat> who understand and are working towards being transformed for the better um, and working towards healing and, and putting the broken pieces of their heart back together. Uh, and so it's, it's a community online and uh, weekly meetings online. Uh, we read through books together that help uh, that help us like educate ourselves and and learn about what this is and how this happens and what's normal and how to move beyond it. And there's like message boards that are similar to a Facebook group where people can interact in between the meetings. And I'm creating uh, a library, slowly creating a library of resources that will be available uh, to women 24/7 when they're members. And so that they can really just have a safe place to talk about it, a confidential place and uh, around other women who can say like, yeah, I totally get what you're going through. I've, I've been there. I am there. Um, let's do this together. Yeah. So how do you keep it uh, on a positive note? Because I could totally see <laughs> where it would turn, where people get on there and they're like, I just found out my husband. And then all these girls are like, screw him he's like you know where everybody's like angry and bitter like how do you keep it so that it's like okay where can we heal from this how do we move forward from this yeah and it, right now it's small so it hasn't been hard to do that I'm sure as it grows like we'll get more of that um my messaging is really not around like that like screw him he's a terrible horrible you know, like yeah, person. And so I'm trying to speak a message outwardly of like what is actually going on inside to attract the right people to it. Because there's definitely a time and a place for like, I hate him. He's terrible. You know, I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, and, and then, and you need to go through that and you need to feel all those feelings and, and like, that's okay. And then when you're ready to like say, say, okay, like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like I'm done, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and I don't know how to do that. Uh, whether you you're married or not married, you know, and, and that can come like some women don't even have the choice to stay married and some women choose not to. Um, I chose to stay married and, and my husband wanted to stay married. And, and, um, so, you know, I want, I just, it's, it's like now that you're here and you're ready to like, put the, put your heart back together. Like, let's do that together. Um, and so, and, and there's some structure to our meetings as well to, to kind of provide the right. opportunity for like, okay, we're focusing for like on our one meeting, it's like share a struggle, share a, like a, a celebration from your week and then share a goal, like where you're working towards. And so that way, you know, there's like, we're not just going off on these tangents of like, I hate him, you know, Right. 
Well, and that's, that's definitely positive. That's a good thing. Um, well, and I've talked to people about grief before, and you can definitely grieve a relationship or an experience in a relationship. You have to go through those same kinds of stages that you do with a death. It's a death of a relationship or a death of what you knew of a relationship. But what you said earlier about how you had a community around you when all this blew up. And that is so important. So I think the fact that you're building a community for people that may not have siblings that they're close with, or they may not want to tell people that are in their social circle about what's going on, you're providing an outlet for them to go and vent and try and find some inspiration like, oh, they've moved forward from it. I, I, I can get there at some point too. So that's such a positive thing that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and you're absolutely right about grief. Um, I love that you said that. Our first expert Q&A, which is another thing we do is have like someone come talk about an area that's related to you know, this experience and walking through it. And the first one we had was about grief and like exactly what you said. We don't always think about grief as the loss of, of anything other than a person, but it can be so many different things. And the lady that came just knocked it out of the park with, with the information she shared. So I, Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Because I think the main message that you're really trying to give is hope. That whether mm -hmm. it's hope for the future you or hope for you mm -hmm. and your relationship, if you're going to try and work it out and, you know, get start anew. Um, but just having some hope that it's not hopeless. There's nothing wrong with you. You'll get through this, you know, but yeah. that's, you're, you're putting hope out there for people. And that's such an important message, especially in this day and age um, with suicide rates and everything and, you know, oh. comparisonitis, everything, you know, people's mm -hmm. self-esteem is so fragile and to have mm -hmm. um, somebody cheat on you or make you feel mm -hmm. like you're not important. Um, that can definitely drive some people to that, that way. So that's what you're doing is great. I love your message. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. tell people how they can find you, um, you know, what all your, your programs called and everything so they can find you if they hopefully never need you. But if you're the, if yes. you're there, I know it's that mixture of emotions when I get like a new woman that joins, it's like, Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so sad. I mean, I'm so sad yeah. that you have to be here. But it is called Journey Beyond Betrayal, and you can find me on social media on Instagram or Facebook at Journey Beyond Betrayal, and also online at www.journeybeyondbetrayal.com. And so those are the best places to learn more about what I'm doing and connect with, with the community and see if it's a good fit for you. Because like you said, you didn't you didn't choose what happened to you, but I do believe every woman woman has the choice about what she does now and how she moves forward from this. And I, and I really want women to come out of this transformed for the better and with, with more confidence than, than they had, you know, maybe even before this happened, looking at some of the, some of that and, and realizing like how amazing you really are, even though you may not feel it right now. Oh, that's great. Do you have any men members? <laughs> no, this is my community is only for women. Okay. They're, okay. you know, and, and men will, I've had a few men tell me like, you know, it happens to men too. And I'm like, absolutely. Like, I think the stats are um, like, I mean, I've seen upwards of 50 to 60% of, of marriages will experience this in some way, but it's, it's predominantly 
you know, like two times more often it's the man cheating than the woman mm -hmm. is kind of what I've seen. And so there definitely are men that, that need, have this, but it's just, mine is only for women. I think, you know, the, the group should be, in my opinion, separated when you're walking through that healing process. Cause there's some, there's some specific things that are different between men and women. And, you know, I'm a woman, so I can yeah. understand right. yes. that. You can do it from your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I love what you're doing and um, I'll put all the information in the show notes so people know where to find you if they ever need you. Oh, thank you. I love what you're doing. I mean, just offering this, uh, like helping people feel connected and knowing that there's other people out there that, that get it. And um, yeah, you know, that's what you do on your podcast and it's, it's thank you for your, your piece of, of contributing that positivity to the world. Yeah, I love it. I love the platform. It's such a fun platform just to be able to meet new people and then get messages out there that that I feel need to be out there. So, all right. Well, I will be in touch. Thank you again so much, Kate. We'll talk later. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.